Yeah, but it's all for my family. The goal was to live middle class and buy cherries. I want us all to eat, even if from my pantry. I guess I'm just more soul food than eye candy. I feel like these young niggas need more eye jammies. More passport stamps, less trips to Miami. Yeah, bro, we all need a little culture. A little time away from bird ass niggas and vultures. I tell you what you need to hear, not trying to insult you. I'm too old to kid you. I gotta adult you. Listen, shit is getting out of hand. Place. That's my OCD. I give a bitch a little bit, but it's mostly deep. I be in that Rolls Royce, knocking go CD. That's a prank clientele. All I know is buy and sell. We had to hustle and eat. It wasn't no Thanksgiving. Pour out a little liquor for homies that ain't living. It's big dinner shit, baby. Everybody up in here. Find what you bring to the table. Then pull up a chair. Guess who's back? We got game five coverage. This is King Known Uncensored once again, and I need y'all to uh, go on uh, YouTube, right? Check in, check into the King Known NBA and Music Talk page as I drop um, a video called "Why Do I Champion Griselda?" I mean, you can watch that get a history check even though I did want to clarify something you know I did forget about Joey Badass in the uh, early 2010s uh, having somewhat of that sound but they didn't ra- really like break through like Griselda did though that's probably why I didn't mention it you know Joey broke through on the acting side of the game more so than his raps. But um, we got some crazy shit going on with this Rico shit. Like, Atlanta is pretty much like... Doing... They have a list of all the gangs in Atlanta. And they are looking to bring down every gang that's currently in Atlanta. You know, I didn't even know there were 60s in fucking Atlanta. I didn't know it was 
Pie rules in Atlanta. Unaware. Crazy, bro. And even 4PF was included in the investigation. Like, Lil Baby, they're trying to uh, get Lil Baby on some shit. They're trying to get Playboy Cardi. Gunna officially turned himself in for whatever the fuck his role is in this uh, investigation. Because we know that Young Thug got arrested and his house got raided. Like, they, you saw pictures of that green dog that was on his album cover in the police car. Crazy, man. Atlanta law is not playing. You notice that both of the uh, people in charge are both black women. But we, I, me personally being from Detroit, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta. Maybe the shit has gotten out of control. We don't know. But it's unfortunate that Young Thug and Gunner are in jail right now. They're trying to charge Young Thug as the kingpin of the YSL people. And accusing them of multiple crimes. And uh, I talked about the uh, Young Thug and YFN Lucci beef on the last show. But just hearing that all of these rappers are being, you, you know, either being indicted or on their way to being indicted is fucked up. And Young Thug was hit with seven more felony counts. Jesus, it was already 56 counts. So in total, it's 63 counts? Damn. Now, speaking of rappers going to jail, Casanova pled guilty. He also had a Rico case. And this man is facing five to 60 years in jail, y'all. That dude's rap career is done, bro. That guy's rap career is over. And I like Casanova. He reminded me of Busta Rhymes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He reminded me of Busta, you know? I kind of like Casanova music. This is, that's a sad story, bro. Um, now, allegedly, new paperwork has come out in the uh, Megan The Stallion case. And it's saying that her foot was lacerated by glass. But in the original report, you said her foot had gunpowder residue on it or like, you know, what's that shit called? Fragments in her foot. I'm confused which story is true because if this laceration story is true Tory shouldn't even be charged with anything and he's been innocent this whole time and if Megan's been lying the whole time she should be canceled like if y'all motherfuckers want to cancel everybody else for what they do y'all should cancel her if this comes out that Tory didn't shoot Megan at all I still believe that Kelsey you know what I'm saying was responsible for her getting shot because in the police report it said that Kelsey and Megan got into an altercation then all of a sudden a gun was pulled out This whole Megan and Tori shit is so... Will we ever really get the real story here? 
person with really no bias in the situation is Tori's Tori's bodyguard and Kelsey. Those two people are the are the people that know the real story. And unfortunately, fortunately, we will not get that real story. Zion was seen at Duke practicing and throwing up these crazy, crazy, amazing dunks. Well, bro, why didn't you check in and play against the Suns if you could do all these cute little dunks and you can practice? I understand that you're trying to get 100% healthy and back in the shape. I get it. You're ready. You're getting ready for the offseason. The, the, uh, you're getting ready for training camp and the uh, upcoming season. I get that. But if you were in such great condition, why didn't you play when your team needed you? I think if Zion would have played, I think they would have pushed Phoenix 7 and maybe could have upset them. Because without Zion, the series went six games. And speaking of basketball, I'm disappointed in the Utah Jazz. Like they are considering keeping Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell for what? Honestly, you heard Rudy Gobert. He don't want to play with Donovan. Donovan Mitchell really doesn't care whether he plays with Gobert or not. But Mitchell is open to a trade. I mean, unless you're going to gut the entire roster and just keep them two and start fresh and maybe trade for some draft picks, better role players, or maybe trade four players and a couple of picks for a superstar to go with Gobert and Mitchell, this is useless because guess what? You're still going to get eliminated out of the playoffs. The West is is going to get better in the offseason. I mean, the Utah Jazz is one of the reasons why the Western Conference was weak. Because of shit like this. And as far as I'm concerned, I think Utah should definitely fire their coach. I think they should I think they should trade Gobert or Mitchell or both for that matter. I really do. I really do, y'all. But keeping both of them, it's, it's still going to be a first-round exit, no matter what. And I think they might be worse if they keep both of them. Not going to hold you up. Not going to lie to y'all. Um, Joey Badass, speaking of him, right? He's dropping the sequel to his his uh, debut project, 1999, called 2000. Now, he has released a couple of singles. And I'm definitely excited to hear some Joey Badass in 2022. He's doing his thing on Power. He was doing his thing on the Wu-Tang show. But the Power schedule was a little bit too rugged for him to do both shows. You know, this is an Oscar Oscar winner we're talking about. So 
So I'm looking forward to what um, Joey Badass has in store. Now let's move on to the game fives. I know y'all been waiting. You know, I had to set the shit up. I was surprised at some of these games. And I was surprised at some of these performances. Miami Heat handled their business at home, blowing out the Philadelphia 76ers 120-85. to I really hope that Joel Embiid not winning the MVP affected him in this game. Because if it did, that's some weak-ass shit. Embiid only had 17 points. That's not going to get it done. Harden only had 14 points. Tobias Harris, 12 points. Maxie, 9. What did I tell y'all? In order for Philly to do any damage, Harden, Maxie, Embiid, and Harris all have to score over 15. And these dudes did not do that. Only Embiid did. But honestly, during the first half, you could just tell that that Miami was hungry and they really wanted to win this game. Seven niggas in double figures for Miami. Jimmy Butler had 23 points. Uh, Bam Adebayo had 12. Struss had 19 points. Gabe Benson had 15 points. Victor Oladipo had 13 off the bench. Tyler Hero had 10 points. Um, So, this was a well-rounded effort. It was just a well-rounded effort and an onslaught. This was like the day of the blowout, damn near, all across the league. It was the it was the game five blowout session, with all the all the exception of one game, which we'll get to. But this was just a complete ass whooping. Miami played great defense on Philly, and Philly just came into this game just unmotivated, looking sad out here. Now, let's move on to Phoenix and Dallas. This was another ass-kicking. I was surprised that nobody on Dallas really made a difference. I mean, Brunson and Doncic could have used a little bit more help. I mean, Doncic had 28 points. Brunson had 21 points. It was like they were playing two on 12. Bertrand's had 10 points, but look at this shit, y'all. Reggie Bullock, no points. (laughs) Dwight Powell, no points. Dorian Finney-Smith sold. He only attempted six shots. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. This is a guy that's hit five or six threes in multiple games in this series. I mean, the first half, it was competitive. 
But Phoenix scored 33 points in the third quarter, and that pretty much told the story of that game. As Phoenix, you know, at home, they play a lot better. All the role players play better at home. Um, D-Book, 28 points. DeAndre Ayton finally showed up. He finally got to the boards. You know, he had nine rebounds. He should have had 12, but whatever. 20 points is what he should be averaging in this series. Like, this is a person who's been selling in the playoffs. In this series, especially when Dallas don't have no big men. They don't have any elite big men. Yeah, man. He finally decided to step up like a man and throw down. Chris Paul, even with only seven points, I don't know what happened to Chris Paul's game. Is he tired? Is he dealing with an injury? Like, I don't know what's going on with him. Like, the last three games, he's been stagnant. He's been, like, struggling. I mean, only eight attempts. I mean, he had 10 assists, but come on. We expect, like, 19 and and 12 from Chris Paul, at the least. Michael Bridges had 14 points. Cam Johnson had 14 points off the bench. It was just completely an ass-kicking of the ages. Now, let's move on to yesterday's games. As this series with Milwaukee and Boston is the best series that we've had this year. I'm convinced. This Milwaukee and Boston series has been entertaining. It's been the best series, hands down. It's been Clash of the Titans. And Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dallas uh, lost 80 to 110. Like, that's 30. That's a 30 point L. Crazy. I'm saying, though. But, um, man, Milwaukee and Boston. Milwaukee ended up winning 110 to 107. This game, this game was mostly controlled by Boston. Like, Boston had complete control of this game. But a a 33.4 quarter by the Milwaukee Bucks was the deciding factor as... Boston let the game slip away. Time keeps slipping away from me. Giannis Antipo-Negro. When it's time to show up and blow up, Giannis Antetokounmpo showed why he is the best player in basketball. 40 points, 11 rebounds, a block. Yes, he had seven turnovers, but those turnovers were early in the game because Boston was playing suffocating defense. They were. And then Drew Holiday, after that horrible shooting game, he came out and had 24 points. He still shot horrible. But he was four of seven from three. And he had eight rebounds, eight assists. I had said on a previous show that Drew Holiday has to average 20 a game for Milwaukee to have a chance in any game. 
And what did I tell y'all about Mike Bootenholzer dropping the ball on playing Bobby Portis only 15 minutes in game uh, four? Portis ended up playing 28 minutes. And what did Portis do? He did 14 points and 15 rebounds. I'm telling you, Bobby Portis is the best fourth option in basketball. Pat Connington hit some big shots. He had 13 points last night. The Milwaukee Bucks, during the last stretches of the fourth quarter, this is how, this is the difference between playoff experience and championship experience. As Drew Holiday had the game-winning steal on Marcus Smart because Boston had plenty of chances to win this game. And then they let late-game turnovers and bad shots cost them the game. You know, early on, I felt like Tatum was taking too many three-pointers. And if I feel like if Tatum would have stepped in a little bit more and, and took more mid-range jumpers, he didn't realize this until the fourth quarter. That's when you saw his mid-range game working. Um, on the Boston side of things, um, but before we get to that, right, why hasn't Budenholzer been playing Serge Ibaka? Like, he is a champion. He's an NBA champion with a shit ton of playoff games under his belt. I don't understand why Ibaka hasn't played. I don't get it, but whatever. Jason Tatum had 34 points on 12 of 29 shooting. 2 of 11 from 3. I told you, he took too many three-pointers. 11 three-pointers is too many if you're 2 of 11. Marcus Smart had 15 points. He had a great first half. At second half, he was non-existent. Um, Derek White, he had a good game, nine points. Daniel Tice had a big game. He was balling. He had 11 points. But, yeah, man. Al Horford sold in this game. He had he had a big game last game, but in this game he only had eight points, eight rebounds, and six assists. It seemed like Giannis, I told y'all, the last time that Al Horford was stunting on Giannis, Giannis came back and won four straight games. And in this game, it was no different as he put 40 and 11 on Al Horford's head. Jalen Brown contributed 26 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. I think Al Horford and Grant Williams selling cost them this game. And just bad fourth quarter shot attempts cost them the game as well. But the Bucks, I think it's their defense. And you can just tell, like, who's an NBA champion and who's not an NBA champion. Like, um, none of these guys on Boston have won a championship. Everybody on this Bucks team has won a championship, with the exception of George Hill, but he played in the NBA Finals. You can just tell. 
like Wes Matthews, putting him into the starting lineup was a smart move for uh, Mike Budenholzer. I'll give him credit for that. But him playing Bobby Portis the minutes that he deserved, that was also a deciding factor in this game. But let's move on to uh, Memphis and Golden State. This wasn't really much of a game. Nothing to see here. As the Memphis Grizzlies really whooped that trick. Because Steph before going into game five was, was talking all that shit. Talking about, oh, we gonna whoop that trick. Get him, whoop that trick. And Memphis ended up playing the song at the end and at the beginning of the game. Draymond, <laughs> Draymond funny, dog. That nigga was sitting there dancing to it and shit. I'm like, bro, you only have five points. Chill out. You had a triple single like you always do. You ain't do nothing. Shit, everybody got a chance to play tonight because they was too busy getting their ass kicked. Steph wasted a classic first quarter. He only had 14 points. Clay had 19. Jonathan Kaminga had 17. Andrew Wiggins, five points. Andrew Wiggins is the king of selling when you need him. Golden State really needed to close this game out. Now you giving Memphis role players a whole new confidence. Now they're gonna be now game six is gonna be a lot tighter because you dropped the ball. Andrew Wiggins is sorry. I'm sorry to say, I told y'all. This all-star shit was fluke. It was all cap. I've been the fucking fortune teller that this dude is a high seller. He sells like Tupac in, in the 90s. He sells like life after death. He sells like Drizzy Drake. He's not aggressive. He's just there. He, does, he just plays defense from time to time. He's just Draymond. 2.0. He's just a Draymond that could score. That's it. I mean, Draymond's a good player. Don't get me get it twisted. But y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Not trying to disrespect Draymond. I'm trying to disrespect Wiggins. That's what I'm trying to do. Cause he ain't shit. He ass. Jordan Poole, three points. I am extremely disappointed in Jordan Poole. Lack of aggression in this game. You just completely disappeared. Memphis ran rough shot on them. Like everybody put in a team effort. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Almost, almost nine niggas in double figures. Dylan Brooks, 12 points. He actually shot pretty good from the field. 21 points, Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm sorry for calling you Karen, Jaron. I'm sorry. All right? You showed up. I give you your props. All right? Now do that shit a lot more often. Then I won't call you fucking Karen Jackson. All right? 21 points, Desmond Bain. It's about goddamn time. This nigga ain't put up a 20-piece at all in this series. Tyus Jones, 
Taylor Jenkins should be playing this man a whole lot more. 21 points, 9 assists. Tyus Jones is showing why he should be in the NBA this game. Zaire Williams, 11 points. Brandon Clark, 11.7 rebounds. DeAnthony Melton, 10 points. Conchar, 9 points. Kyle Anderson, 9 points. Steven Adams has 7 points and 13 rebounds. Like, this was genius. But Taylor Jenkins is genius because he went bigger. You know, Golden State is starting. But, um, Golden State's starting Draymond Green, who was 6'6", 6'7", at center. They started um, Adams and Jackson, who are both like 6'10", 6'11", themselves. So, that was the major adjustment that Memphis made. They went big. They played all their big men. They played Tillman. They played Clark. They pounded the boards. They got all the rebounds. They were blocking shots. They were being aggressive with Steph and Clay. Now Golden State has to go into a game six with a confident Memphis Grizzlies team now. You gave them confidence. You're supposed to stomp on them. You're supposed to whoop that trick, right? You're supposed to make these suckers realize I ain't playing hope. You know what I'm saying? You, you bitched up. All of y'all, Steph included. So hopefully Golden State gets their shit together by next game. But overall thoughts of what every team needs to do in game six. Miami needs to close out Philly. Philly is punch drunk and down. Now, yes, they obviously play better in Philly. Miami, do not lean on home court because that's when you get upset in game seven. You are the number one seed. Not the number six seed, not the number seven seed, but the number one seed. Do not lean on home court. Don't do it. Because that's how niggas get fucked up. That's when you lose. Golden State is doing the same thing. But we'll get to them in a minute. Philadelphia just went at home. It's that simple. Harden, Maxi, Harris, and B. 16 or more from all of you. 10, 12 points from Danny Green. 8, 9 points from Niang. Play some fucking defense. Philly has been halfway decent at defense. Now you want to give up your defensive crown. For what? Play some goddamn defense. 
Boston and Milwaukee. Ooh, Boston got a tough game ahead of them. Majority of the time, the people who usually win Game Five usually win a majority of their of the series. But Boston, if there's a team that can beat Milwaukee on the road, it's Boston. They both have been successful at winning on the road in this series. Boston has really only lost two road games. Well, actually, no. Yeah, two, right? Yeah, they only lost one road game the whole playoffs. So, Boston, uh, my objective for them is to pray. Pray that Giannis has a bad game. (laughs) Just pray on it. Just pray. Because it's not looking too good for them. Not at all. It's looking bad. Milwaukee, plain and simple, close out. You have experience. You know what the fuck you're doing. Play some defense. Neutralize Tatum or Brown next game. And it doesn't and then make sure that none of the other role players have a good game. One, Tatum and Brown could have a good game and still lose. Tatum or Brown can have a good game and they'll still lose the game like they did last night because both of them got off. Milwaukee just shut down everybody else and then they just had a really good fourth quarter. But... Yeah, man, Boston might lose this series. I'm not gonna front because they messed up. They messed. They screwed up a home game. You don't necessarily do that and then give the opponents the chance to win at home, especially if they won. That they are the defending champs. I just got a feeling, man, a bad feeling for Boston. Golden State. Do not be surprised if you meet some adversity in your next game. I can see it. Memphis is confident now. Now you got to play what could be a very close game and have to gut it out. But lucky for y'all, your opponent is still playing. But Tonight, they can close out Dallas, and then they'll be the first ones to get rest. Meanwhile, y'all will be burnt out and tired from playing a close game six. Memphis, do what you can to extend this series and pray and hope that John Morant comes back next series if you decide to be the second team to come back from 3-1 on Golden State. If If the Golden State Warriors lose this series... This is a knock on Steph's legacy, hands down. And then Durant will be known as the secret sauce that got you over the top.
Then also, Phoenix and Dallas. Dallas has to uh, keep shooting the ball well because they're not going to do it on the defensive end. Keep shooting the ball well. Take better shots. Don't take contested shots. Take good shots. Phoenix, play your game. Use all. Use your whole team from 1 to 12. Um, that's my show for today. This is King Known Uncensored. Game 5, and I'm going.